Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Happy uh, January 3rd, Decision Day for the new Congress. It is. It's a big, big day. Now, there's a lot of discussion about who's going to be the speaker and a lot of politics going on. I have to tell you, now, it's the 3rd of January. I have my doubts about Kevin McCarthy still. I just don't know whether he's the right man for this job right now because we don't need a politician. We don't need somebody who can play both sides of the, uh, you know, of the fence. We need somebody who's going to be a bit of a, a grenade thrower, if you know what I mean. Well, you know, he thinks he's going to have the votes. But right now, well, there are five holdouts, and that means he doesn't have it to have them. But mm-hmm. now what he did do, he did take one bold step. He's moved into the speaker's office. Are you serious? Yeah, he moved in, and they asked why. He's, he's, he's insisting today is going to be a great day. Well, he's the majority leader right right now. He's the leader of the majority of, of the House of Representatives, so he probably has the authority to say, yeah, move my stuff in there now. Let's get a head start. But... Yeah, but, you know, I mean, that sends a poor signal, and it opens the door for a lot of... Uh, Ridicule and humiliation, just what the incoming Republican Party needs is more mud to be slung at it. Because if he doesn't get it, oh, you think the me- media is going to be forgiving you know, of any of that? New Gingrich is a nice enough guy, but he's a bit of a mainstream politician, too. I mean, he has always been a politician, you know? I, mm-hmm. I, I hate the. It, 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 and again, I don't think we need a politician right now. We're not looking to negotiate. We're looking to uh, we're looking for an attack dog, so to speak. And uh, but here's what Newt Gingrich said about uh, the holdouts. They gained seats in 22. He was the singularly most active, best fundraiser, biggest campaigner. I thought that at least the House was going to be a sign of stability. And these five guys decided to go out as kamikazes uh, and see if they can't sink the whole Republican Party. And that's what they're doing. This is not about Kevin McCarthy. This is about the right of any five members to basically throw away the entire rest of the conference and tell the rest of the conference it doesn't matter. Why would they do that? them and the conference. Newt, that makes absolutely no. Why would they do it? I think it's a psychological problem. These guys can't, they can't count straight. They can't play tic-tac-toe. They can't accept victory. I mean, this is a moment where the Freedom Caucus could claim victory and conservatives could claim victory. You're going to have, given what, what McConnell's been doing in the Senate, McCarthy is the only hope for conservatism in Washington right now. And to undermine him, mm-hmm. I think, is to undermine conservatism, undermine mm-hmm. the Republican Party, and frankly, undermine the country. Understand something, you have Fox News pushing for McCarthy. And one of the uh, board of directors of Fox News is Paul Ryan, who was former speaker and very much a anti-Trumper and mm-hmm. uh, a guy who is establishment. So, yeah. And I also think he's a guy who handpicked Kevin McCarthy for the speakership. So there's a big full-court press by Fox News to sell Kevin McCarthy. And Kevin McCarthy has a great smile, Bill. He looks good on camera. He's kind of soft-spoken, so people don't think he's too much of a threat. Uh, I'll just get along. You said something yesterday when we were talking uh, off mic about California California politicians, and I thought it was a terrific uh, uh, terrific thought. Yeah, well, uh, the point is is, uh, I grew up in California, and I remember my parents, you know, articulating – you know, they haven't even had a chance to go vote yet. And they were calling the election before the polls closed in California. And that was always the thing. You know, California really doesn't have a say in anything. Boy, has that changed. Now, all of a sudden, think about all the people from California in, in positions of power. Now, they have a lot of congressional seats, yes. Uh, but you look at Nancy Pelosi. You look at Adam Schiff. And the great things he's done. Uh, you look at, well, you got Kevin McCarthy. Uh, you've got uh, Newsom, the governor of California, that says, I am not running for president in 2024, yet he's 
making all the moves that he is going to run in 2024. Uh, you got Kamala Harris, Feinstein, who's in the Senate, and no, she didn't, you know, share any big thing that, you know, of date, and now they don't even know she's got her mind. I don't think she's ever had it, but either way, you've got this liberal base from La La Land. Yeah, yeah. That all of a sudden are calling the shots for all of America. And, you know, my thought was, what happened to the real America, the breadbasket of America? What has happened to their representation and how they feel? Well, my friends, it was commandeered. And your vote doesn't. Now you're the vote that doesn't count. You know, Bill, what it says to me is that the most conservative California politician is probably left of the left, meaning yeah. McCarthy, who says he's conservative, is probably more of a liberal than somebody for, than a liberal from uh, Kansas. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy, and, and you know, he plays, I want people to remember what he did a few days after January 6th of uh, 2021. He talked to Liz Cheney on the phone. He denied this at first, by the way, but they got the tape. He talked to Liz Cheney on the phone, and he said, you know, I'm going to talk to uh, President Trump, and uh, he's got to resign. He's got to step down. He's got to step down. He was anti-Trump, vehemently anti-Trump, and this is why I don't understand. I also mentioned this, I think, to you yesterday. Trump has backed him, but it's not full-throated, as they would say. It's not a enthusiastic endorsement. It's like... Yeah, I back Kevin McCarthy. Part of me says it's a political move on Trump's part because mm-hmm. if he says I endorse him but doesn't really throw his support behind him, he just throws it out there, and then he doesn't get the speakership, then Trump can wholeheartedly support whoever they actually put up for speaker, you know, if it's a real conservative. The other thing is there's some thought out there that they may surprise everybody and put Trump up for speakership. You know, you never know. I know Trump is, uh, he's hes watching a lot of people. And all of a sudden, people are starting to pay attention to what he has to say again. Uh, Elon Musk, you know, concurred with uh, Trump. And uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, uh, that uh, Trump said abortion was the best explanation for Republicans' midterm losses. Not him. It was their stance on Republican or uh, on, on, on abortion. You know, they, they, you know, he said, hey, you, you know, we should have been on the uh, saving the life of, a, of, of a, a mother. That would be a reason for abor- abortion. You know, he had his, his reasons there, mm-hmm. which basically reflected the conservative values, you know, and he goes, they, I, I they think lost that, their footing. I think he's wrong there. I think the biggest thing right now in the minds of most of the people is mm-hmm. security. Border security specifically. I well, think that would have been an issue that uh, uh, would have meant a lot, but they didn't talk about it, Bill. No, they didn't talk. Well, there's a lot of issues. Border security, the economy. No, I think it's going to shift. You know, you, you can sit there and say, LGBTQ rights. Uh, no, we need border security. We need this. We need that. It's going to get down to the simple fact of the economy. It's it, it, the jobs that Biden is touting, they're going away with the uh, the looming recession. Now they're saying, you know, it, the recession is going to, you know, pretty much take take over everywhere in the world. But the United States might not have it so bad. Aww. If I can't pay your, you know, people can't pay their power bill. They've gone from four or five hundred dollars of credit card debt to five thousand. Not because they went out and had a great Christmas and bought everybody everything they wanted. No. They're paying their bills with their credit cards. They can't afford to pay the bills. Can't afford gas. Can't afford electricity. You can't afford this. You can't afford. It's that. like saying to somebody, "You, you're gonna. We're all gonna have broken legs, but yours is only gonna be a minor, you know, a minor fracture, a green stick break. Everybody's gonna have a compound fracture and really yeah. have it bad. But your your break is is only gonna be a little tiny, you know, stress fracture. It's not gonna be uh, the big deal. Consequential, yeah. Exactly. Bull crap. You know, Bill, um Re- Representative Bob Good 
uh, was on Fox. And I want you to listen to to right. Griff Jenkins, uh, who right. uh, he sounds ticked off that Good is not supporting McCarthy. He, he sounds really ticked off. And this is just a clown reporter from, uh, and I say clown reporter. I mean, he he's I think he was a producer at first, and then they made him a reporter. And uh, I guess he's an affable enough guy, but I don't know how much, uh, you know, how many, what his resume looks like, so to speak, to be uh, a reporter at Fox News. Uh, but anyway, he actually gets ticked off at Representative Good, who opposes McCarthy. Listen. We'll block Kevin. There'll be, uh, I, I suspect, 10 to 15 members who will vote against him on the first ballot tomorrow uh, that will vote for Andy Biggs. Uh, but then I think you'll see on the second ballot uh, an increasing number of members vote for uh, a true uh, candidate who can represent the conservative center of the conference, can motivate the base, inspire Republicans across the country, get the country, get to 218 votes, bring our conference together to fight against the uh, radical Democrat agenda, the most extreme so, agenda so, we've so, ever wait, seen. Wait, wait. Let me stop you there. Who is that name? We, we, here we are in the 11th yeah. hour. There are no names. Give me a name. It's not Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs isn't going to win. Well, I'm going to resist for a few more hours what I have resisted for the last several weeks because, as you know, if we were to put forth a name right now or over the last few weeks, that person would have suffered all the attacks and retaliation and all the so, threats. So you don't the- have a name. I mean, what yeah, leader? Griff, you'll see that name tomorrow on the second. See that? You, mm-hmm. You'll see that name tomorrow on the second ballot. Uh, he's telling Griff Jenkins, patience, you know, enough, relax, calm down. But Jenkins sounds irritated, like, uh, give, give us a name. You don't have a name. I think they do have a name. I think it's, I think it's a strong name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people say, how could President Trump be uh, in the running? Well, he's not a representative. You don't have to be. To be Speaker no. of the House, you don't have to be a representative. Uh, it, I don't think it's been the case where they've had somebody in the speakership who wasn't a representative, but it's not against the rules. Uh, no, it's not. Now, that would be an interesting play because Trump is also running for president. He's the only person right now, candidate out there, that uh, is saying he's running in 2024. So if he was Speaker of the House, I guess he could still do both, right? I think he can. I think you can. But there are some... Uh, representatives who run for the Senate while they're representatives, so why couldn't they run for the presidency? Boy, wouldn't that be something? And that you know, the, the news loves. But wait this a second, Bill. History. Let's let's have that. a little fun here, okay? Oh, here we go. Let's say hypothetically, as Speaker, he entertains um, a motion to impeach Biden and Carmella. Do you know who the third in line is to the presidency? Him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the Speaker of the House. Exactly. I'm just saying. It would, and then he could still run again because absolutely. he didn't. Yeah, so then, yeah, it would it would make up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, while he was there, he could sit there and go, Liz, can I return the favor to you? Adam, yes. you're such a creative writer. Yeah. Let's see how well you write this one. Yeah. You know. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> it it would be interesting. I I got a feeling they wouldn't be invited to the inauguration, but that's no, just a, a thought, you know. Uh, but they he says ten to fifteen guys who aren't going to vote. This is going to be a very interesting day. I think mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if it uh, if McCarthy's nomination sails through. Well, now what? Uh, you know, let's play devil's advocate again. Okay, if McCarthy Ooh, I like doesn't this. get it. What's he going to do? Is he going to well? Say, okay, is no. he or is he going to go like a little bird and fly? No, away? no, no, no. As a matter of fact, there are some people. I read this this morning who are saying McCarthy may work a deal with some Democrats, yeah. Democrats, to vote for him for speakership in return for favors. And if that happens, that shows you what kind of conservative McCarthy really is. Well, now, if the people catch on to that, you know, Pelosi made deals to get in because being the Speaker of the House anymore and a nation divided is not the easiest thing to do. And anybody that's in a position of power, well, you want my vote. 
What's in it for me? Let's make a deal. <laughs> That's right. Come into the cloakroom. I want to talk to yeah, you about let's, a deal. Let's have a private conversation. <laughs> yeah. you know, kick the door shut. Just put a piece of paper there so we can say it was cracked open. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, Sounds like I've been we, on a few union boats. Do you think that? Yes, it does. Do you think <laughs> we're going to have a, a speaker by the end of the day? Uh, no, I think we're going to have a lot of uh, negative news stories in uh and mudslinging, I think that the whenever it gets resolved, now I could be totally wrong, but maybe maybe it might be tomorrow, midday tomorrow, late day tomorrow. But whenever it happens, then they're going to have to do damage control, and they better have a plan laid out of here's what we're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Because if they don't have the boom, 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 uh, they're going to be scrambling to to answer all the the stupid stories that are going to be out there. I, I my mind is 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 racing thinking about how how the administration would feel having speaker of the House of Representatives Trump down the street. Ay ay ay. Oh, I I got to Well, you know, if it meetings. wasn't Trump, is there another Trump name that well, could go into Well, there's there's Jim Jordan who would be a fantastic speaker, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want it. He says because he wants to be the head of the Judiciary Committee, which has the power to investigate all the wrongdoings. He wants to be able to do something. He thinks it would be limited if he was Speaker. Uh, I yeah, know. I don't know. You know, uh, it's it's beyond my pay grade. As of yesterday, McCarthy did not have enough votes to become Speaker of the House. This is what uh, was printed this morning. Uh, yeah. He does not have enough votes. McCarthy needs 218 votes to become Speaker. Uh, this House has 222 Republicans in it, and apparently he does not have the uh, 218 votes as of now. That could change. Now, I think I mentioned to you that he supposedly worked out a deal that mm-hmm. before, if you wanted to have a lack of confidence for the Speaker, you had to have the majority of the House vote for it. Yeah. A majority of the majority had to vote to uh, impeach or, or remove the speaker. He made a deal supposedly with these uh, renegades that, look, it make me speaker, and if I don't do what I say I'm going to do, then instead of having the majority of the majority vote to remove me, I will allow just five uh, representatives to make the motion to have me removed. Of course, it right. has to be voted, but... Uh, before before you had to have the majority vote, you know, so um, that's a major concession. They say, I don't know, I don't know. Do you trust well, you these know, guys, Bill? Because once they no. get in, you know, no. And is that concession going to set a precedent for future elections? Oh, it will. It will. So anytime we change a rule, we're setting up just another hurdle down the road. You know, we've got a government divided, and it's just the it's it's a, it's like a fission in the ground. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Bill, there are a lot of people down uh, in in Mar-a-Lago right now. I think meeting in in conference rooms, <laughs> maybe not as we speak, but they will later on today because I think that they're paying attention to what's yeah. happening. I think it's all part of uh, a plan. You yeah. know, I know that sounds like a bit of a conspiracy theory, but if they just wanted to take control of the House with no problems, there would be no uh, debating back and forth. They would just go with McCarthy. But uh, the fact that, you know, like Matt Gates is a leader in this rebellion, and he's from yeah. Florida, and where is Mar-a-Lago? He's in Florida. <laughs> Who is mm-hmm. he a friend of? He's a friend of President Trump. So, yeah, Trump may have said, yeah, I, I back McCarthy. but uh, He's sitting he, on the fence. He he's ha- just, yeah, he had to say that. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, look, you know, what? it's going to be a part of history. Uh, uh, news always is. But it's going to be interesting, and uh, there's going to be a lot to talk about by the end of the week. And the end of the week, we have that other thing going on, too, yeah. that uh, is going to you know, upset some apple carts. We, we may have a weekend show this weekend because we may not have the answer till later on on uh, on the 6th, you know? 
So we may actually end up having to uh, do an update over the weekend. I was thinking about that yesterday because that's a big story. Oof. Yeah, it is. You know, it's almost to a point, but there's just two guys here. Otherwise, you know, we could sit there technically go live and and yeah, and and welcome in calls or stuff like that. But the point is, doing that, you know, again, uh, we're not we, just uh, two guys. We have staffs of thousands in the back uh, room. Yeah. Who are you kidding? <laughs> You're the chief cook, and I'm the damn bottle washer. What are you talking about? There's the staff. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, you heard about this representative George Santos from Long Island. Yeah, he got his. Yeah, he uh, he got his mouth got him in trouble. Well, yeah, it did. He he embellished his CV, his um, his resume. He said he was Jewish when he wasn't Jewish. He he said that uh, I think he said he graduated from college and he didn't graduate, but he was really close. <laughs> I mean, well, close is only good like in hand grenades, right? As they would say, horseshoes and hand grenades, <laughs> exactly. And, and I've gotten the two confused when I've been playing before too. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get confused if you're in combat. Yeah, don't drink beer and play uh, play around with hand grenades and horseshoes. That's true. Someone's going to lose in that scenario. <laughs> exactly. Um, the this is an interesting twist. Brazilian prosecutors revived their criminal case against. GOP representative-elect George Santos. Now, remember, Lala, or Lalu, or whatever his name is, is the new president of, and he's a communist. He's a leftist, socialist. Right. And there's a lot of turmoil down there. They're expecting they could have a civil war at any moment. Mm-hmm. But so Brazilian prosecutors suddenly have revived a criminal case against uh, George Santos. According to the New York Times, Brazilian prosecutors allege Santos used a stolen checkbook and false name to make $700 in purchases in 2008 when he was 19 years old. Santos will be sworn into Congress today. Federal prosecutors in the U.S. are also investigating George Santos' sudden wealth after the representative-elect admitted to embellishing his resume. They're out to get this guy, and I'm thinking to myself, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. How wait, much wait. is fabricated? Wait, uh, wait but, but Elizabeth Warren. Did she did she say that she was Indian when she wasn't mm-hmm. Indian? Okay. Uh, how about uh, Ilya Omar? Ilian Omar, the uh, the turban head representative from uh, Minnesota, who married mm-hmm. her brother to become a U.S. citizen. She married her brother to become a U.S. citizen and didn't tell anybody till she was in office. Yeah. How many? What about what about this guy that uh, said he graduated uh, top of his class? Oh, yeah. oh, I heard about this guy. Yeah, I, he, I mean he, he 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 told a lot of whoppers. Well, he graduated top of his he class. Became, he had multiple scholarships. He, I think he was. And then you know, one day not too long ago, uh-huh. he claimed he won the presidency. Nah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, gosh. If George Santos is forced to resign, then I think that, with all due respect, if, if it's good for the goose, it's got to be good for the gander. If he's forced to resign, I think Biden has to resign, Warren has to resign, Omar has to resign. Actually, when you think about it, if you really got down to the nitty-gritty, probably half of Congress has I was going to say, if we cleaned out all the liars, what would we have left? Well, that may be taken care of this Friday. That could, you know, we'll yeah. clean out the liars. But, you know, we should remind people what, what that's about, Bill. Yeah, you know, we got to keep reminding them because, you know, mainstream media sure as hell is not going to do it for you. Yeah, the Brunson brothers. The who? The Brunson brothers. If, if, yeah. this, were, if this were a case going after Trump... Mm-hmm. It would have wall-to-wall coverage, and there would be a they, they, the, the the networks would have set up a uh, a base in front of the Brunson's house. They would have had reporters interview him every day on the latest update. But it's not. It's about actually overturning the 2020 election and getting rid of maybe two thirds of the uh, of Congress. And now, so they, it, they're ignoring. It's important it. to point out these guys really didn't care about who won or lost the election. Uh, and to be real honest, I don't even think they were Trump supporters. Uh, right. You know, the but one of them sat there and said, when they were talking about everything, they looked back 
you know, the, the January 6th thing and everything. They said, wait a minute. Didn't Trump, back after the election, December 2nd, you know, say, hey, guys, uh, there, there's something foul going on here. We have, we have treasonous in the midst. And so he, he did the National Defense Act, which basically, well, it doesn't basically, it specifically says that Congress has to act, and I believe the Senate too, to where there are no if, ands, or buts. They have to investigate to find out if indeed it is going on. Mm-hmm. And by doing, uh, by doing nothing or voting not to do it, they, it's like falling into a trap. You know, it wasn't a trap that was set up. But they're saying they're not going to uphold their oath of office. That's right. To defend and protect. So you're saying that every guy, every congressman, every senator, but every congressman specifically who voted to affirm the election in Mm. 2020 and bypass the investigation broke their oath of office and therefore they should be removed or could be removed because of this uh, this law. We have an illegitimate president, vice president. The Congress then becomes uh, a treasonous Congress, and that means we basically take out two-thirds of our government. And, oh, by the way, guys, you don't get your pensions. You don't get squat. Some of them You're go to jail. Gonna, yeah, some of them go to jail, and they'll be investigated. And then, in a, you know, in a roundabout way, in one way I'm going, that would be terrible. We can't let this happen. And then I'm going, but, you know, the only way that you can sit there and diagnose a car to see what's wrong with it, Tear it apart. is open up the hood yep. and take a good look in there yep. and get your diagnostic tools in there. And right now, this is an opportunity to do just that. If there's nothing wrong or, you know, you don't know hey, if you have a cracked good, cylinder. starter's good. You don't know if you have a cracked cylinder unless you actually tear it apart. Pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to see what, what will happen. And like you said, these guys weren't like, from what I understand, big Trump supporters. It's not to say they didn't vote for Trump, but it was, it was interesting how the Supreme Court received their petition, their case. They actually received it as if they were waiting for it. Mm-hmm. You know, when they heard it was in the pipeline, they helped expedite it and make it, and they helped it. They sent it back at one point to their lawyers to tell them to add certain things and correct certain things before you send it as a final version. The Supreme well, what Court is the, What is the Supreme Court's job? Well, they're a, they're a third, complete, separate branch of power in the country. Mm-hmm. Their job is to oversee and make sure that every law that is enforced by the legislative branch is done so with regard to the Constitution of the United States, meaning, oh, there you go. If if you have a law, and it's been put forth and, and passed by Congress, and it's a it's a law that doesn't abide by the Constitution, then it's not a law, and mm-hmm. it's the job of the Supreme Court to correct the problem. And I and I've heard from the January sixth committee. Over and over and over oh. and over again, that we are a democracy of laws, a country of laws. Then, by God, we better stick to that model right there and investigate this now because you didn't do your sworn duty to begin yeah. with. Well, wouldn't that you be know? interesting? Now, think about it for a second. I think they said, I wanted to say totally, representatives and senators, it was over 300 people who would be removed. Or very yeah. close to 300 people. I mean, yeah. really close. That would decimate the Congress, but not for long. Not for long. They would still, by the way, be congressmen, still would be senators, but they wouldn't have the majorities anymore. I mean, it would be a whole separ- a separate landscape, and there would have to be special elections. And you might see, and by the way, the guys who were kicked out couldn't run again. So. Right. They're done. You'd see a lot of fresh blood, fresh what faces. Was, uh, what was the lady from, uh, I think she was a governor from Texas. Um, I think she's dead now. Blonde-haired lady. Yeah, uh, Richards, uh, I think her name Richards, was. Richards, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in the words of uh, Miss Richards, 
stick a fork in it, it's done. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah, she was a character. She was a liberal, but she was a character. Um, yeah, you know. Ray Epps, uh, they have denied over and over again that he was a federal informant or planned or had anything to do with the FBI. He had right. nothing to do with the FBI. You remember Ray Epps. But Americans are terrorists. Yes, you are. Guys, guys, you are. Guys, I'm not saying that they don't work. I know what they're doing. I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. This guy was an instigator, okay? He even said, mm -hmm. by the way, he sent a text message to a friend of his mm -hmm. during the uh, rebellion riot that he instigated the actions. He said it. He yeah. bragged about it. Yeah, well, you know, the text can get a lot of people in trouble, you know, when they, you got to think about it. Ted Cruz he questioned, uh, I guess, the assistant uh, head of the FBI about uh, yeah. Epps's. Uh, listen, yeah. listen. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. <laughs> okay, so she couldn't answer it. She's the assistant, I guess, to the uh, to uh, the FBI. Her name was yeah. She's assistant FBI director Jill Sanborn, and she was as useless as memory glands on a bull. Uh, well, when she was being asked the question. But here's the thing that I wanted to point out. This came out yesterday. Right. The attorney for Ray Epps was an FBI agent for nine years. Now tell me that just is a coincidence or is it something more? What do you think? Uh, I think there's something more there. You know, the, uh, <laughs> they, they band together. They stick together. You know, the one question that Ted didn't ask uh, you know, he, he asked, you know, point blank, you know, uh, about, about, well, just backing up. He didn't ask if she had knowledge, you know, mm -hmm. of it. She did. Cause she said, I can't answer that question. Is it because you can't answer the question or you don't know the answer? And if she goes, I can't answer that. That means she does know the answer. Yes. And yeah. She, she's confirmed that she is lying. Mm -hmm. And that her whole purpose to be there is to lie at the behest of the government. Well, and her answer know. was, I think she said, I can't answer that question, right? She, I she, can't answer that question. Let, 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 let's hear it just once, one, more one more time to see how she answered it. Right? Just, just the Sandburn was Ray Epps a Fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. Uh -huh. The next day, right. the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. I think you're right. I think you're yeah, absolutely you know, correct. Now, for the fact-checking liberals, just so you understand the difference between the word no and I yeah. cannot, yeah. no <laughs> means no. It yeah. never yeah. happened, that's and right. I stand by that, it's and final. that's a fact. It's final. Yeah. But I cannot means uh, I refuse to answer the question on the grounds that it might incriminate us. Yes. You know, that's kind of what that really means, in case you want to fact-check it. I no. cannot answer that question. Why can't you answer that question? Because I was told my, by my boss is not to answer the question. Uh, you answer it this way or your butt's fired. That's exactly and it's right. Your fault. You know, and I'm sure the language would have been a lot more, you know, colorful than what I just said.
So we have an intelligence branch of, of our government that is literally running kind of roughshod over everything, it would seem, uh, it, looking at what's going on right now. I mean, they're looking at American citizens for no, mm-hmm. re- for no good reason. Has the federal, well, has the FBI uh, been given more responsibilities than what they are really there for and good for? But you know, Bill, technically, what yeah. they're doing is not new. No, it's not. It, it's J. Edgar on. Hoover had files on every politician in Washington, D.C. He had his uh, little black book, so to speak, on every politician. He knew where they were, where they were spending their nights, who they were sleeping with, what their sexual preference was. They knew everything. They knew how they got their funding. And the difference is that J. Edgar Hoover let them know quietly that he had it. And mm-hmm. he let them know who really was the boss. Boss. You know, well, I, I like the Boris better, but Boris, uh, my mouth just fell apart. He sounds angrier and more mean, but <laughs> you got to wonder what kind of data they have on everyone because you know now that they can backtrace your DNA. If right. you didn't do a, an ancestry thing, uh, maybe a family member did, and so you could be implicated in something. But somewhere is a, you know, computer memory file mm-hmm. that has everything about your DNA, probably your medical history. Uh, and there's probably surveillance going on every tax return that you've filed, every bit of legal paperwork you did. I mean, I'm concealed carried. I've been background checked for different numerous things. Every and website so, you've looked at, every, every website I've looked every at, every person you've communicated with on the internet, they have it all. Yeah. Yeah, they've got it all. Every person that was interviewed in those background checks, you know, they've got all that data that I would have no clue of, you know, right. but it's it's there. So if I did something or decided, yeah, I'm going to run for politics, be like that know, guy Santos, like that guy Santos. I mean, for the Brazilian government to be going after him for $700 in checks from 2008, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, folks. That was a long that was fourteen years ago. It was fourteen years ago. Yeah, you know they they've got they've got the dirt on everyone. And it used to be that you know you look at the old FBI. What was it the uh, uh, the thing that was about the uh, the FBI files were not the 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 TV show. Uh, yeah, that had the 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 chick and the guy David Duchovny in it. Uh, oh, you're talking about the X Files. Yes. The X Files. Yes. Yeah, they used to. They, and they did the thing where they had data on everyone and it was a big massive computer well now it's probably on a a chip that's the size of your thumbnail yes that has the entire population of the united states have you ever wondered why how how these companies can have all this information about so many people how can they physically store this stuff and it's because of what you just said because storage has has shrunk the size of storage. I mean, didn't you show me a thumb drive that was literally about a third of the size of the old thumb drives? You know, the old thumb drives used to look like a Pez container, you know? Yeah, no, 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 yeah, I've got some really teeny tiny ones that, um, for my days in radio, when you go in and say, yeah, you know, you're going to build the best rock station around. Well, then you got a music library, and you might only play six or seven hundred records, but in that library yeah. with all the albums, everything that you had, you know, in, in today's age, well, I could sit there and say... Thousands of songs, right? I mean, Yeah, well, I got over 10,000 rock songs. I mean, I got everything, you know? Yeah. So I've got that, and it used to be on a big, big drive. If you store you know? it on reel-to-reel tape back in the, uh, in the 80s or 70s, it would... I prob- would take up the entire house with reels of tape. I'm sure. You know, I'm absolutely and then not sure. have a, enough room for everything. But now, yeah, it's on a thumb drive. I'm going. Well, you know, actually, I could take all the rock. I could. Take well, how's all the, the quality on that stuff? The, um, it's pristine. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I mean, it, this is what yeah. we're dealing with. So when they talk about clouds, you know, you you see them selling cloud space all the time, OneDrive and Google Drive and all these things. 
they have millions of people storing gazillions of pieces of information. I mean, if there's such a term as gazillion, I mean, I have, for example, I have movies, home movies stored on, mm-hmm. on a cloud somewhere. And I, I, go, I go to that cloud instantaneously. I see a pristine rerun of that movie. I mean, I don't have to rack it up in a videotape machine or, or put it in a film projector. It's just, boom, press a button, there it is. Now, when people talk to me and they go, hey, you know what? I need cloud storage. I always sit there and go, why do you want to put it on the cloud? Well, there's, you know, misconceptions. Well, you know, I just want it out there. I'm going, well, number one, the cloud is not a cloud floating in the sky. Right. It is a, it, it's a computer mainframe that's sitting on the ground somewhere in some warehouse that's privately kept, and all your stuff goes on that. And they kind of look at you. I'm going, which means that all your information you are giving to a computer that some somebody else owns. Yes. And all the information about you that you have is on that computer. Whatever you got is there. I don't care if it's, you know, your childhood memories uh, to maybe you're a porn junkie, whatever you got. And what is do you there. do? What do you do when you first sign up for these accounts? You have to give a, your consent to, to certain mm. things. And many times those pages of consent are, like I just said, pages of consent, small print. And most people, most people just say, ah, I consent, yes. So I want I want the program. And they, they don't read it. And many yeah, times well, they sit there and go, well, I can't read that. I got, I got to go see my eye doctor and get my eyes checked. No, yeah. it is deliberate that way. And they run, they look, they pull the wool over your eyes in so many ways. And you can't tell me that they don't have an AI that's in there that sits a piece of artificial intelligence that scrapes all that all that information of everybody looking for certain key things about you. So my answer to somebody that wants to put things on the cloud, I'm going, you know what? What do you got? You could probably go buy a terabyte, two terabytes. You can right. buy a thumbnail drive. It's a digital storage drive. There's nothing mechanical. So... You know, chances of destroying that thing, right? Slim to none. Just don't lose it. You have your own. You got your own cloud that you can put in your wallet, your purse, your pocket. You know, or you can put it on a computer that has no access to the internet. It's your personal stuff. So you got to wonder if you had all that stuff up there on a cloud. Does the FBI or one of the other Letter agencies have access to that information, too. Can they just do a search of that stuff and see whether they pull stuff up or what? Yeah, I'm sure that, you know, when you go on, when you go online, you know, and even, okay, you know, you talk about DuckDuckGo. And right. I see DuckDuckGo advertising now. Oh, you can do this and that. Right. And I use DuckDuckGo. They use the police. I like that every breath you take, every move you make, I'll be watching you. <laughs> but here's the problem mm-hmm. with DuckDuckGo. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed before, if you don't use DuckDuckGo, you can say, hmm, you know, I'm going to take up the hobby of metal detecting. I'm going to go find lost treasures. Right. And you type in a search. And then all of a sudden, every time you turn on the computer, You're getting ads. To check your mail or anything like that. Yeah. You get those ads. That's true. That still works with DuckDuckGo. So that means you're not. They're one, making money off uh, you. Yeah. They're not 100% secure. Yeah. So it is a lie that they're even perpetuating. You really, if you want privacy. What I yeah. heard, and you probably have heard the same story, that I believe it was the CIA actually uh, developed the idea for Facebook. Mm hmm. It wasn't uh, Mark Zuckerberg. It was actually something which was put together by our intelligence agencies. It was a soft way, an easy way for them to get information on millions of people without solicitating, you know, the, uh, the, asking them for the information. When you think about it, when you go to Facebook, and I'm on Facebook, when you go to Facebook, you know, you're voluntarily showing them pictures. Where was I today? I was at this game, or I was doing this, or I or I don't like this guy. And all that information is out there for them. Yeah, and by the way, you know, if you use Facebook, 
a little hidden thing that you probably don't know, but now you will because old Bill is going to tell it to you. Oh, I'm listening. Intently. Let's say that you're an artist, a musician, something of that. You're a creative person. Right. And you just created this thing. Oh, you're so proud. Yes. You're really proud of it. Yeah. You want to show it off. Absolutely. I just created it. Yes, go ahead. Yes. I'm going to post it on Facebook. I am. Yeah. Did you read the fine print? No. Anything you post becomes the property of Facebook. So wait a so second. When you I, post I it, just created this little thing here. and This tune and I just, just put gave, together. You just gave it to Zuckerberg. It's his. Hmm, that doesn't seem right, does it? No, it doesn't. Technically, you know, we post our podcast for all the sure. world to see and listen to in a roundabout way. Well, not a roundabout way. When it's there, even though it's linked to our server, yeah, it's kind of their property at that point in time. But only, so, on, but only on, the, or is it everywhere their property, or is it just their property on their site? Meaning, if we post no, it's, on a number, everywhere. So really, they, yeah. It's theirs. Ooh. Now, um, shouldn't we be? Get, our, shouldn't they be paying us? <laughs> well, they could use it against us. They could yeah. use it, but you know, now, now, I, I'm surprised I haven't heard this defense before. Maybe I'm giving it up. But you know, with all the stuff and all the Twitter people that that, that were doing things, because I don't know what their fine print says, but if they technically owned it, then it is up to them. To do what whatever they want to do with it because it is theirs. You know, if I were a representative, um, one of the things I would propose is the elimination, complete elimination of fine print and and multiple page explanations of the law. I heard today that the omnibus pill they just passed was four thousand one hundred and some pages. That if you got the omnibus bill put on your desk last week to read, if you sat there and read it by yourself, you could never be even close to being finished right now? Well, I think that every bill that's put forth should only talk about one thing, that bill. And you should there should be a limit as to how long it takes to describe it. Hey, if you can't put it on one page, it shouldn't be a bill. Oh, wait a second. That doesn't make any sense. Wait a second. You can you can make a bill on a page. I'm sorry. You can. You don't sure. need multiple exceptions and all this nonsense. You you can lay it out, and, and it should also be in plain English so well, that the common man question. can read his laws. Well, you know, I just got elected to be the representative of, uh, you know, of uh, of. Uh, this part of uh, Pennsylvania. Did you really? Congratulations. I'm going to go be a congressman. Now, yes. what would, uh, what what is my job? You're, you're to go to Washington to represent the opinions and views of the constituents that you represent. So I really can't be writing superfluous bills that uh, no, no, I no. believe in. No, no. As a matter of fact, I would be willing to bet you that the congressmen probably don't either lift a pen or hit a keyboard when they propose bills. They probably have staff members. Who, they'll they'll sit down in a meeting and he, they'll propose a bunch of different things, and then the staff members will go out into other rooms and uh, actually write so the law. So they're putting forth opinions and legislation on things that do not represent their community. Oh, sure, all the all. time. All the time. Absolutely happens every single day. They were hired initially. I'm talking about 1789. They were initially brought in mm -hmm. to represent their section of the woods, literally, in many cases. And yeah. they were supposed to go back to their section of the woods and explain to the people in their neighborhood what was going on with their country. And somewhere along the way... They have lost their their charter. They've lost they've lost track as to what they're supposed to be doing. They are voting for stuff that they haven't got. They haven't got a horse in the race, so to speak. You know. Um, well, maybe they do because for them to vote for it, 
you know, these guys got to be making money somewhere, you know? Well, that's true, it's Bill. It's like they're betting on a horse, you know. Oh, I, I got I got 100 to 1 odds, and they say guarantee. When you hear pay. Mitch McConnell so vehemently say that, and he said it, I played it yesterday. I'm not going to play it again mm-hmm. today. But so vehemently say that the most important thing for the Republicans was the war in the Ukraine? The war in the Ukraine? Are you kidding me? The most important well, th- we're being invaded on our south. We have we're losing businesses. Bill, you can drive down to your local supermarket, I'll bet you'll find shelves that are empty that were full two years ago. Yeah, it's been that way for a while. And Joe Biden finally said, Well, you know, it's just a simple reality. They had to condition us and get us used to empty shelves. Well, there are there are things that you're just not gonna have anymore. And that is actually a precursor that you mean I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to get my Malta mill anymore? Uh, well, gee, Bill, you're not gonna be able to get your grape nuts, your Malta mill, and and your uh, honey nuts, uh, rusted uh, or uh, <laughs> honey, honey ru- roasted nuts, and, honey uh, rusted, everything. yeah, honey <laughs> rusted, whatever it is. But either way, you're not gonna be able to get all the things that you like because yeah, yeah they're gone. Just get used to it. And gas prices are gonna go up because so that. But Bill, but wait a second. That's not important because, you know, in, in your heart of hearts, you know that your big concern is what's happening in the Ukraine. Well, you know, we, we are told that, and I think I told you it was like my ride with Miss Daisy um, uh, a month ago when, you know, up in, in Boston. And the lady's going, you know, I, I don't mind that uh, prices are going up. That's just the price we pay. For our freedom and democracy and the gas prices. Yeah, but there are a lot, of, lot there are a lot of people who just aren't thinking, aren't paying attention. They just don't consider politics to be a part of their life. So well, most people they don't, don't. So therefore, the, yeah, the media can manipulate. But them on there's a guy the, named Jimmy John Leotard. Jimmy John Leotard. You're saying who is Jimmy John? You've heard of Jimmy John's? Mm-hmm. Jimmy John's is a sandwich shop that is all over the country, very successful. I think they have a neon outside of their windows usually that says uh, free sniffs. You know, if you walk into the, walk into the place and if it smells good, uh, that's, you, you know, free sniff. He's got a sense of humor, Jimmy John. He's made a right. lot of money. And uh, I think the guy is a conservative. Listen. Weaponize the federal courts, the IRS, the CIA, and the FBI. Completely, completely weaponized it. And uh, and look what they did to Mr. Trump. Like him or not, what they did to him was horrific. It was horrific. And they had all the Biden information all that time, and they covered it all up. That is horrific. That, and, and, you know, we're one day late with our income tax payment or our sales tax payment, and all of a sudden we're in jail. You know, and these guys are all running around getting billions and millions of dollars, you know? So I'm not happy about it. I mean, really. My dad's mixed race. My mother, a Lithuanian immigrant. I'm a dyslexic, uneducated, self-made billionaire. That's not going to happen again. It's not. Well, FTX tried it, but that didn't last very long. Yeah, right? it did not last that long didn't at all. last very long. I think that was the quickest drop in net worth in history. ever. Yeah. So anyway. But uh, do you do you see, um, so would you say then, as America, are our best days behind us? No way. No way. No, we're, there's no way we're giving up. There's no way. No, we're not giving up. We're just going to let these folks that are in power that shouldn't have power get them out of power. And uh, and it's going to start by, by we've got to have voter ID. We've got to have term limits. It's the only way. Look what happened with DeSantis. He locked down Florida, made rules. They have voter ID. And look what happened. And they had and they had, and they had their tally done in three hours. Okay? Let's let DeSantis run stuff. Let, let, let's have it run right. And, you know, I mean, it's not cool. It's not cool. Jimmy John Leotard, the uh, founder of Jimmy John's, the uh, fast food uh, sandwich shops around the country. He's a self-made billionaire, he, and but he's a regular guy. I'd like to have a, a cup of coffee with him or, or mm-hmm. a beer sometime with uh, Jimmy John and just shoot the breeze. Love to have him on the show. Hey, Jimmy John, if you're listening, uh, give us a call at uh, 833-538-7868. We'll, uh, we'll put you on someday. It, it, I happen to agree with him. Uh, yeah, I do too. You know, he he's uh, he says, "Look what happened to Trump, whether you like it or not. It wasn't it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool." Um, yeah. and um, I think that uh, what's happening in D.C. right now with the speakership is a reflection of 
that attitude, meaning if this, if we had Kevin McCarthy put up for the speakership uh, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, we would have just uh, rubber stamped it. Uh, the establishment wants Kevin McCarthy. We'll vote for Kevin McCarthy. And mm-hmm. I don't think uh, that's the way they're thinking down there anymore. Right now they're thinking, wait a second, what do the people want? Forget the establishment. What do the people want? That's the difference. Yeah, and so what woke people up, or was it all the crap that they, you know, a thief can sit there and get away with taking something a little bit here, a little bit there. They're never going to notice. But when you get greedy and go, well, I'll take a whole handful, you know. Yeah, yeah. Then all of a sudden, and I think that's what's happened, you know, the the liberal left has pushed too hard, too far, uh, and people are, are standing up. But I will admit, yeah. things have changed, you know. Now, was the change a natural process or was it I think, manufactured? I think you, it was manufactured. You, you made a great point. You said greedy. You used the word greedy, and they've yeah. gotten greedy on the other side. The fact that they so blatantly stole, in my opinion, uh, even the midterms, they mm-hmm. tried so desperately. It was so obvious. I mean, look at Arizona. Arizona, it's still being contested. You have Carrie Lake putting up a terrific fight. She, I think, she won. Okay, but I oh, well, I, I believe she did too. I mean, but but Carrie, but uh, Katie Hobbs, she was she was holding all the cards. You know, she was. She was working with the establishment. She was working with the the cheaters. To listen, I want you to hear something, Bill. This is yes. Right. This is yesterday. Katie Hobbs got quote sworn in to the to the governorship of Arizona. Of course, that is up for debate right now, and a lot of people think she's going to be removed. Uh, but she didn't invite any reporters into the swearing in. It was done in secret in, in private. And when they were, because she's hiding (laughs) something, she's hiding something. Exactly right. And um, while she was taking the oath of office, I want you to listen to what happens when she's giving the uh, her response. Just just listen to this. <laughs> she says, "Do you solemnly swear?" And she doesn't say anything. Do you solemnly swear? And she says, "I solemnly swear to support the Constitution." And Hobbes pauses and giggles. I'm going to play this for you again, one mm-hmm. more time. Listen. Now, what is funny about that? All she had to do was say it like like every other politician has said for generations, and she giggled. It's funny because she stole the damn election is what she did. And she, look, imagine you're in the Old West and you walk into a saloon and you're sitting there going, I got 50 bucks in my pocket. I'm going to go sit over at the poker table. But the person that's holding all the cards and in the game is the dealer with a few extra cards up their sleeve. And that would be Miss Hobbs. You know, she, you can't walk in and expect to win a game where the deck is stacked and, and the odds are rigged. Well, 100%. Carrie Lake uh, yesterday filed a petition to transfer the historic election challenge directly to the Arizona Supreme Court, which means she wants to bypass all of these lower courts, which are probably rigged and going to be voting against her. Take it right to the Supreme Court because if the Supreme Court of Arizona uh, doesn't do its job, it goes to the Fed. It goes to the federal Supreme Court. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's, uh, I think I'd be surprised if they actually accept her petition to, to bypass yeah, I was the other just courts. Say, uh, yeah, they're, they're going to do whatever they can, but I still think she can get it to the Supreme Court. I do know, too. You. You know, but she's just got to sit there and say, you know, I could take all these little cobblestone steps and maybe in my lifetime it'll get there, but uh, it'll be too late to do anything. Or why don't I just bypass all this minutia and let's rock and roll? 
Another interesting thing yesterday, the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General who filed a lawsuit against J.P. Morgan Mm. over the Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking scandal. She's been fired. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, apparently uh, she's uh, ruffled some feathers down in the Virgin Islands. And uh, some people at J.P. Morgan aren't happy. I wonder why. I don't know. One more thing before we say goodbye. Uh, We have to mention what happened last night. Buffalo Bills uh, safety uh, DeMar Hamlin, a University of Pittsburgh graduate, uh, Mm -hmm. playing great football, 24 years old. I saw the play. I was watching the game. He tackled a guy. It was a rough tackle. He popped up like everyone, and then all of a sudden, right down on his back. Cardiac arrest. And now they're praying for... They're praying he recovers. They did get him back into a normal heart heart rhythm, thank God. Uh, but it, they have him unconscious, sedated. So say a prayer for 24-year-old Damar Hamlin. 24? Yep. Yeah, I got that's, that's suits older. I got yeah, well. I, I still wear them, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> but that's another story. Uh, we can take this really down low, but I'm not going to. Uh, listen, say your prayers for uh, for this yeah. young man. And... Uh, because he needs them, and uh, he was at the peak of his perfect his uh, profession, and he was enjoying the time of his life. I mean, think about it, playing in one of the most important games of his career, and all of a sudden for this to happen, uh, if it had anything to do with that damn vaccine, uh, some people should answer for it. Because Well, they'll never tell us if it did. Yeah, that's true. You know. Hey, buddy, we're done. Have a great day. Let's do it again tomorrow. Stay well. And prosper? No, yeah, we're going to be here tomorrow. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Yeah, and, and we'll know uh, what happened with Kevin, too. So it should be a great day tomorrow. Take care, Bill. See you. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. <laughs>